Hi, this is Jim Quick, and I have a quick update for you. I'm proud to announce my very first book, Limitless, Upgrade Your Brain, Learn Anything Faster, and Unlock Your Exceptional Life. This book is not only based on the latest neuroscience, it is field tested for over 28 years of working with some of the most amazing minds on our planet. Just go to LimitlessBook.com and enjoy this book. Welcome to Quick Brain, bite-sized brain hacks for busy people who want to learn faster and achieve more. I'm your coach, Jim Quick. Free your mind. Let's imagine if we could access 100% of our brain's capacity. I wasn't high, wasn't wired, just clear. I knew what I needed to do and how to do it. I know Kung Fu. Show me. How do you live to 100 this is a very provocative title, and I'm so glad you joined us for this episode. In our private Facebook group of over 100,000 of you, we often get these questions about anti-aging. How do you live longer, but not only live longer, but also better? That um, maybe our minds could grow older, but also improve in many different ways. And so I'm excited to have with us today, Marta Zaraska, and she's a science journalist, and she's also author of this powerful new book, Growing Young. How friendship, optimism, and kindness can help you live to 100. Marta, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for inviting me, Jim. So congratulations on your book. You and I were just talking about launching a book during this interesting time. Um, you've gotten such remarkable feedback. You know, mutual people that we know, like Adam Grant, you know, individuals praising the book. Congratulations. Now you're, you. you're a science writer, science journalist, and what made you want to do this research around you know, living to 100 years old, growing young? I mean, it came quite naturally from my research as a science journalist. So I write a lot of articles for the Washington Post, for Scientific American, exactly about nutrition and exercise, how to stay long, how to be happy as well, psychology, all these kind of topics. And, um, and also in my personal life, I've been always into healthy living, you know, how to stay young, how to stay healthy. You know, I was always exercising a lot, eating healthy and so on. And at the same time, you know, in my professional career, I started coming across more and more research um, pointing into a little bit different direction and showing that yes, diet and exercise are important, but actually there are things that are at least as important uh, for our healthy and long living that we don't pay enough attention to. And in particular, I came across this one meta-analysis of studies. So this is, you know, this golden standard of research mm -hmm. that very conveniently for me put together all the numbers. And the researchers showed basically that being socially engaged, so having, you know, strong connections with your family, with your friends, with your community, uh, can lower your mortality risk by about 45%. Whereas diet and exercise is usually around 20 to 30%. So, you know, you have 45% here and 20 to 30% there. So it really opened my eyes and I started asking myself, you know, am I doing really the best things for my health and longevity and also for the health of my family? Or maybe I'm really missing on something really big. So this is why I started researching this topic more. And after reading over 600 research papers and talking to dozens of scientists, I wrote Growing Young. And I also changed the way I live my life and paying much more attention to social connections, to 
mindset as well to mindfulness to optimism and things like that as at least as much as to diet and exercise that's remarkable when you see people hear the research some people because often you hear about exercise and working out and what's the what's the perfect diet but actually the needle mover are all these more of these what would you call it more soft um more soft skills if you if you will connections that's not just your neuro, neurological connections it's also your your social network also as well i mean in the way you know it is softer in a way but it also is very very physiological we are also talking about the brain and neurons and uh you know for example the vagus nerve right that emerges from your brain the longest nerve that emerges from your brain and innervates your digest digestive system your breathing and so on this is one of the links for example between how we live our lives socially and how our bodies respond also your social hormones oxytocin serotonin vasopressin for instance these are all connectors between how we connect with other people and how our bodies respond so this is very very physiological you have for example changes on the level of gene expression on how socially connected you are how how kind you are and how your body reacts basically for example kindness can be seen on the level of leukocytes of the gene expression in your leukocyte so the white blood cells so it's very very physiological so in a way it is these are soft drivers of health but on the other hand they are as real and as hard as exercise or diet wow and so what was i'm just curious what's some of the What's one of the most surprising things that came out of research for this book that was just maybe turned your mind like 180 degrees? I think for me, for instance, conscientiousness. So conscientiousness is this personality trait uh, that's you know, sounds very boring in a way, because this is when people pay their bills over time, or they show to meetings on time, they keep their desk nice and tidy. And it sounds like something that's completely unconnected to longevity, right? It's so far removed from uh, diet or exercise. And yet, when I was talking to one of the researchers, he actually said that if conscientiousness could be put into a pill, it would be the most powerful drug on, on earth. And the reason for that is not only because, you know, conscientious people tend to take their medication on time and they tend to exercise as well and so on and so on but there are actual also physiological connections between how conscientious you are and how long you will live and um and this is also something you can train right so we can change our personality this new research also that emerges now that actually you know personality is something that can be trained just like our muscles so for me this was really shocking you know that's personality and things like exactly conscientiousness, whether I keep my desk tidy can actually matter for my health. So it really changed my perspective here, especially on things like parenting, for instance, you know, I used to think that to keep my daughter healthy, I had to make sure that she's enough broccoli. And, and now I see that making sure she keeps her room tidy is also part of her future mm -hmm. health and longevity. So this was really eye opening for me. So personality, when it comes to certain traits, it's not fixed. As, as your research has found? I mean, there is genetic components to it, right? So, but basically there is genetic component to almost everything. Uh, but on the other hand, it also is changeable. So, you know, when you think about personality traits, like for example, neuroticism, this is something that we've known is changeable for decades. It's something that psychotherapists usually work in therapy on, right? Uh, but also things exactly like conscientiousness um, or um, extraversion. Kindness. Kindness. Yes. 
I mean, yeah, kindness as well is not a personality trait, but it's also kind of related, right? So empathy, things like this, it, it all can be changed with basically exercise, you can say, just like we are all not born with the same types of muscles. Uh, we are not all born to be, you know, Olympic swimmers, let's say, uh, but I certainly wasn't, but uh, we can all still improve. We don't give up. We, we still exercise. We try to run faster. We try to run, run longer or swim more. And the same with empathy, you can, you can exercise. There is lots of research on it that it just takes us two to six weeks on average with personality traits when you actually can see changes. And you just start small, you know, you just start with changing one little habit per day, let's say, and both with empathy and with personality traits such as, uh, such as conscientiousness or with optimism, it can really lead to long-term changes. So, which is amazing that certain things are not, are not fixed. And a lot of these changes can help you to not only live longer, but also live, would you say, better? I mean, certainly. You know, on one hand, optimism, for instance, right? It can add you anywhere from four to 10 years of life. So we are talking a lot of years of life here. But also, on the other hand, when you think about it, you know, optimism, it's, it's nice to be optimistic, right? It kind of makes things more pleasant, I guess. And, you know, the same with kindness. Uh, for example, there, there is some fascinating research showing that kindness actually spreads. So when people start doing kind things, uh, other people also start doing kind things around them, right? So it's not only good for your uh, gene expression, your leukocytes and your longevity and your health, but it also for the whole community. So there was this fascinating um, uh, thing that happened in Canada, uh, in, it was in Manitoba, I guess, in Tim Hortons, which is, you know, for us Canadians, this, this is the, the holy grail of where you get your coffee. Anyway, so uh, in a drive-thru of one Tim Hortons, one driver paid for the driver after him. And it started spreading so much this like, act of kindness that in the end, over 200 people paid for the driver after them, which is absolutely amazing. You know, I've never seen broccoli eating spread in the same kind of <laughs> way. Uh, so definitely it's better for, for our health and for our moods, for, for our mental well-being and for, for the community as well. So for our listeners who want to live longer, and I can't imagine anyone who doesn't want to live longer and also not only have more years to their life, but life in their years, what, what are, let's talk about the markers then. So outside of exercise and nutrition, in terms of what do you think moves the markers the most? And then how many, it's fascinating when you, when you mention things like optimism, because somebody but could think that they're, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm screwed because I'm, I'm a pessimist, like, I'm just, in, you know, or I know somebody, or I'm, I'm in, I'm in a relationship with a person who always kind of sees the negative. And so I guess there's two parts of question. What are the things that move the needle the most? And then what are the tiny things that you would recommend to somebody listening to, uh, to be able to change that trait? I mean, so certainly, you know, if we are talking the most important things out there, uh, so numbers are pretty clear, actually. So the committed committed romantic relationship this is the most important thing for your health and longevity okay. uh, and this really beats diet and exercise um, usually in research 
it says marriage, but it doesn't have to be marriage, it just has to be really committed. And when you think about it, you know, you said yourself that uh, sometimes when you live with a pessimist, for example, it can really right. spread on you as well. And it's true that when we live with another person, we actually synchronize even our bodies to the point that we synchronize our heart rate, we synchronize our pulse, we synchronize our finger temperature, and even things like electric conductivity in the chest. So it's it's amazing how much we actually get in tune with another person with whom we share our lives. And in terms of longevity, it can lower your mortality risk by over 40% when you are in a happy, committed relationship. Uh, and this goes beyond, it's not just because, you know, living with another person, people tend to, for example, remind their spouse to, I don't know, exercise or the kind of nag factor. It goes beyond, far beyond that. It, precisely because we tend to synchronize our bodies, but also because um, it has effects on our so-called HPA axis, this is the stress axis, so our fight or flight response. And basically, when we are in a happy relationship, and it, it's both about marriage, but also friendship and family relationships, our stress response basically calms down. So, you know, it starts in your brain, you have this hypothalamus where this whole process starts and then it sends signals down into our body that cause release of the soup of hormones, including cortisol, you get adrenaline as well. And when this system malfunctions, it has very negative consequences for our health, you know, in terms of diabetes, heart, heart disease, cancer as well. And we function the best and our fight or flight response also functions the best when we are surrounded by others with whom we are close. And we evolved this way, right? We are social apes. We evolved to be surrounded by our tribe. And right. uh, if you were alone in the savanna in our evolutionary past, you were in deep trouble, right? You were, your, all the systems were at high alert. You were sleeping poorly because you were attentive to all the lions cre creeping on you. And, um, and also our antibacterial, so inflammation would go up because you were likely to be wounded. So there are lots of things happening in our body when you were away from your tribe. And, you know, our bodies don't really know that we are no longer on the savanna, we think we are still there. So we still need our tribe just like our ancestors did. And unfortunately these days, very often we don't live the same way. We live alone, right? So many people live on their own. They, they don't have time for, for relationships. And this unfortunately has very negative effects on our body. So the most important thing you can be doing for, your, for, your, uh, for the proper functioning of your body, for your longevity, for your health, for the stress response is exactly to make sure that you are surrounded by people uh, among whom you feel safe when you feel connected and you know that they are there for you. Marta, this is such an interesting conversation and I, and I love that people can benefit from this now more than ever, you know, where there is, when you're talking about safety, where people feel maybe uncertain, they feel an abundance of stress and we know that chronic stress could shrink your brain, you know, chronic fear, you know, could suppress your immune system uh, in area of psychoneuroimmunology where you're more susceptible to colds, the viruses, the flus, you know, and just so having that those systems in place and little things to be able to create loving connected relationships little acts of empathy and kindness um, be able to do little things to discover and develop your own your own purpose can make a massive massive not a little bit of difference but a huge difference um, I, I had a question for you how would people find out more and i'm sure they want to continue this conversation where would they go 
I mean, so the book can be found, obviously, in all the usual booksellers with Amazon on the top of the list, but also all the other ones, Indigo and, and other sellers like that. But you can find more information, also more resources on the book's website, which is www.growingyoungthebook.com. Growingyoungthebook.com. I would challenge everyone, actually, to take a screenshot of this episode, whether it's on YouTube or if it happens to be on, on iTunes or wherever you're watching this. And um, tag Marta, tag myself, uh, so we see it. And let's challenge them to do one thing. Maybe they could, um, what's one small simple step that they could share on their post um, that would have to do with growing young? What would you like them to post? <laughs> I know, I don't know where to start, but maybe some kind of small act of kindness, how you can yeah be kind to the people around you it, it both boosts relationships right being kind to your mm -hmm. friends or to your family can improve your relationships but also can have direct effects on your health so maybe yeah. you know small small nice things you can do for other people i love that so either post your notes from this conversation or smoke post one small act of kindness that you will because um, and kindness is like a superpower and, it, and it's free so we should be sprinkling on that everywhere and as always, I will put the show notes, uh, jimquick.com forward slash notes, along with links to uh, to the book and also Marta's social media. Um, I'll actually repost some of my favorites. So I encourage everyone to, to post it and share. Because when you share it, you're not only being kind to somebody, but you can teach them um, so then other people can benefit also as well. And I actually bought uh, an extra couple copies of Growing Young. I'll actually send those two copies to uh, two random people who share this this post so marta thank awesome. you so much for being on our show and thank you uh, so much jim for having me on on your show <laughs> thank you everyone also for listening and uh, we'll see you in our next episode want to double your brain speed and memory power if you'd like to learn rapidly and get ahead faster i'd like to give you my brand new quick brain accelerator program you will discover exactly what I teach my clients to learn, read, and remember anything in half the time. There is no charge. It's my gift to you for being one of our subscribers. That's kwikbrain.com. Growing up struggling with learning challenges from a childhood brain injury, it's been my life's mission to help you have your very best brain so you can win more every single day. Now, want more quick brain? Here are four ways to fast track your results and lock in what you just learned into your long-term memory. Remember fast, F-A-S-T. The F stands for Facebook. You're not alone on this journey. I invite you to join our free private online group. There you can connect with me, your fellow brain lovers, links to resources, and even submit your questions for me to answer in future episodes. Go to quickbrain.com. That's K-W-I-K brain.com. The A stands for apply. Act on what you learned today. Remember, knowledge is not power, it's potential power. It only becomes power when you use it. So use what you just learned. The S stands for subscribe. Don't miss the next episode and other free brain training. And finally, the T stands for teach. You wanna learn faster now? The key is to lock it in right away by teaching it to someone else. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. Here's a simple way to do that. Leave a review on iTunes. Leave a review with your biggest takeaway from this episode. You could also post and share this podcast on your social media. It helps us spread our mission of building better, brighter brains. And of course, tag us so our team can properly thank you. Hashtag quick brain, K-W-I-K brain. Mine is at Jim Quick, K-W-I-K, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. 
So, what does FAST stand for? Facebook, apply, subscribe, teach. I'll see you in our next episode of Quick Brain. Until then, remember, you are faster and smarter than you think. I hope you're enjoying this episode. And if you want to go deeper with many of these authors that we have on our podcast, these experts, I want to invite you to join our Quick Success program. This is our monthly lives that I do, where I teach something brand new that we haven't taught before, answer your burning questions. And also we have something that people have been requesting for many years, a quick book club. This is your Limitless Book Club, where every single month we read a book together, uh, like a book provided by this author. And then we get the author to come online and join us for a one hour uh, share, going deeper in these strategies, how to put them into practice. Uh, I share my five tips for how to memorize things out of these books. Many people want to read a book a month or build up to that. And this would be the program. So if you want to join, just go to quicksuccess.com and get your spot and join us live and get to meet these authors very uh, up close and personal. And uh, back to the episode.